Welcome to Business with Beers. I am your host, Brian Beers. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn how to build and manage their wealth like they manage your business. My goal with every episode is to inspire you through the stories of my guests. This week, I've got a great show with Mike McCarthy, who is an operating partner for Keller Williams, a co-founder of the GoBundance Mastermind, and the co-author of The Miracle Morning for Families. In this episode, Mike shares some of the best parts of his latest book, The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families Playbook, which is literally a playbook of exercises, worksheets, and examples that you can do as a family to strengthen your relationship. Some of these exercises include a bedtime routine, defining family values, and setting goals as a family. Mike talks about a star system that they created to help teach their kids about accountability, investing, and negotiating. A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with the balance of you know, their business demands, with being present when, with, their, with their family. You know, Mike and I had a great conversation on this topic with some tactical tips. So go to amazon.com today to grab a copy of this book. Before I dive in, I want to tell you about an extraordinary offer from a company that I'm currently using called MyOutDesk. MyOutDesk offers professional virtual assistant services, and they happen to be rated the number one virtual assistant company by TechRadar with over 700 reviews. My friends and associates are some of the thousands of their very satisfied customers. You know, I always get a lot of listeners asking questions on how do they scale while lowering their costs. I use my outdesk and save 70% versus a traditional in-person hire. For business with beers listeners, my outdesk is offering a free double your business strategy session. Simply go to myoutdesk.com slash beers, as in my last name, to schedule a call. And on this call, you can work one-on-one with a business consultant to design and implement a strategy to launch a virtual assistant into your business today. If you'd like to learn more about the topics covered in this podcast, check out brianbeers.com to sign up for my free newsletter delivering content directly to your inbox. Hey, well, welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. Great, great to be here. Great. Well, you know, this wouldn't be business with beers if I didn't ask you that me and you at your favorite bar in, in Austin, uh, what are we drinking? You know, I've really been liking, uh, there's a brewery here uh, outside of Austin in Dripping Springs called uh, Family Business uh, Brewery. And they have a pale ale that I've really been enjoying. So I'm, a, I'm usually a, a pale ale kind of guy. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, like breweries are always fun to try all the different flavors and you know see what they can do with it. So cool. Well, if you don't mind, can you share your story uh, in terms of uh, being an entrepreneur and a, and a businessman and kind of what you do, and then then I want to get into the book you wrote and um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, grew up in the real estate business. I'm an SOB, which stands for son of a broker. So been doing. Uh, uh, some form of uh, real estate or real estate support uh, really since I started working. I, I worked the front desk of a real estate office in college and got my license right out of college and uh, immediately uh, took a job with my father who was at the time beginning to develop franchises for Keller Williams, uh, served as his assistant for a year or so, and then uh, became the assistant regional director, and a couple years later, the regional director. And uh, we we would travel from Colorado out to Pennsylvania for two weeks at a time, and 
We would meet with top agents. I would prospect and set those calls, uh, those meetings up. And then um, we we uh, launched a bunch of franchises, did, did, did about five or six together. And then I kind of took the torch from there. And uh, now we're up to uh, 47 uh, franchises, over 50 locations, over 10,000 agents. And Last year we did uh, over twenty billion in in sales, so uh, pretty big business. And uh, also the the co-founder of GoBundance. Uh, along the way, I met David Osborne, who's a mentor of mine, and uh, now we're business partners. And uh, along with Pat Hyben and Tim Road, we we founded uh, GoBundance, a mastermind group for uh, high level entrepreneurs, which uh, you're a part of. That's how how we got connected and. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of real estate investing these days as well, and uh, mainly syndications and passive stuff, but uh, also uh, getting into some smaller multifamily and also uh, have invested in some uh, startup businesses as well. Okay. So for... I've always wondered this for, for Keller Williams. So uh, so it's like a, it's a franchise in that you own a territory and then there's brokers like Keller Williams of, of Bluebell or Keller Williams of this... And then they all are kind of part of your franchise that's within that geographical territory. Like, what's the what's the hierarchy look like? Yeah, so I am a franchise developer, so I'm a regional representative, and so I actually sell the franchise to an operating partner who then owns that business, and it's my job to manage the contract, uh, the compliance, and mm-hmm. the train the training. And both in the startup phase and the ongoing training of that uh, franchise owner, and then their their employees who run run the business, and then my partner is Gary Keller. So um, I'm assigned a territory, which for Greater Pennsylvania is all of Pennsylvania, Southern New Jersey, and Delaware. So any franchise that's bought. Um, or uh, sold in those areas. Uh, I'm the person actually now my team uh, does a lot of that uh, for me. I've got a team of uh, seven, uh, three executives that uh, really are uh, excellent human beings and super smart. And they, uh, they, they run with the ball and uh, score a lot of touchdowns. So, so your team that manages these 50, so, you know, franchise uh, is is seven seven people yeah seven people uh yeah one regional director uh one area director um and then we have a uh an operations director um those those are the three main employees and we have a, a a regional tech coordinator um and then we have a growth director and then we have an operations manager and then we're about to have an assistant operations manager. So okay. that's kind of what that team looks like. So, so you're kind of like the the Keller Williams corporate support. Like they don't have other support for these regions. Like you, your team owns that. Is that yeah. a fair statement? Yeah. Okay. For that, for that area. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cause in my, you know, we operate Midas franchises and, you know, we, we own, you know, certain shops and then Midas corporate has district, um, district manager that oversee, you know, states, uh, but they're corporate employees. And so it's so it's a little bit different because it sounds like Keller Williams kind of franchised the the corporate oversight you could say of of territories instead of making them corporate employees. Yeah, yeah, we partner with them. So I I own 
an LLC which owns the contract for for that territory, yep, right. and then it's it's renewable. Um, it's not a forever thing. Okay. Then you guys get a percent. Do you get it paid a percentage of what the agents do below you? Yeah, any agent that's in any of those offices, uh, Gary Keller and I split split those royalties. Okay. Yeah, so that's a great business model, right? As you, as you build the team and uh, you can you can scale it with not a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah, it's it awesome. Out well, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey to be uh, be at the beginning of something that's become such a powerhouse in the in the real estate industry. So watching it it grow and seeing how it evolves and learning the business systems, uh, it's been invaluable to me. In fact, I could. If I ever had to start over again, I would just go find a budding franchise, something that was a great model, wouldn't even need to be real estate. And uh, I would I would take over a, a territory, as big a territory as I could get from them. I'd hire a team and I'd go out and create business opportunities for folks, which would in turn create a business opportunity for me. So yeah, yep. it's a cool, cool model. Yeah, the training and the skill set, right? That that can go anywhere, and that's that's what I've always heard. Keller Williams is probably one of the best at, right? Is is the ability to train their their agents to have these skills that go beyond, you know, just selling houses. It's running yeah. a business. Awesome. So let's get into, um, you know, that main thing we we want to talk about, which is the the book that you wrote, uh, the Miracle Morning for Families. So to start, could you let's let's talk about what the Miracle Morning is, and and then we'll kind of go into you know you and your wife's um, modification of it to to focus in on families. So what's Miracle Morning? So the Miracle Morning, uh, it's a book written by Hal, Hal Elrod, and uh, more than that, it's a, a lifestyle, a practice that you do each morning. And uh, he he created an acronym called Savers, which stands for silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing. So scribing is journaling. But he just found that um, there were lots of things that successful people uh, did uh, regularly, and he just found a way to package it all together and convince people that they should put their own oxygen mask on first and and with a little bit of self-care self-love spend time developing themselves each morning uh, before their day needed to to begin so that you could carve out that time each morning for yourself to uh, to better yourself and become the best version of yourself okay and when did you start learn about miracle morning when did you start doing it you know, I went to a conference like six or so years ago, uh, a One Life Fully Lived conference, which is a nonprofit started by uh, another GoBundance co-founder, Tim Road. And I saw Hal, Hal Elrod speak there. And uh, I had already been doing a similar practice each morning uh, through some other coaching that I received. It was more of a spiritual morning practice with meditation and journaling. Um, so when I heard Hal speak, it really resonated with me. And um, my wife and I began doing the Miracle Morning together. And we had uh, kids that were were young at the time. I think my son was uh, like uh, seven and my daughter was probably three. And uh, my wife found that very quickly um, our kids would interrupt the Miracle Morning and be curious about it and wonder what it was all about. And so uh, she actually 
uh, uh, created a system to do the Miracle Morning uh, with the kids. And, and then eventually my son and my wife created a new acronym that's for the kids, which is CHARMS. Uh, and that stands for creativity, health, affirmation, uh, reading, um, meditation, and service. And so these are the six practices that we call charms. And five years ago, we wrote a book uh, teaching parents how to create their own miracle morning with their uh, with their children. And uh, it's become a daily practice in our household. It, it doesn't always happen for the kids first thing in the morning, by the way. A lot of people ask that, you know, mm-hmm. kids need to get a lot of sleep and they're often off to school pretty early. Um, so in our household, the kids just have to do their charms um, before uh, they're able to access any screen time. And then uh, just recently, uh, my wife and I, after leading uh, Abundance, which is the family division of GoBundance, where we put on mastermind events where families come together and they learn as a family, they work on values and goals and systems that help them communicate and collaborate at higher and higher levels. And we uh, took everything that we learned from those mastermind events and what we had already learned from doing the Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. And we decided uh, just this year to release not only a second edition of our original book that was updated with a lot more insight and information that we had learned over five years of parenting, Um, But we released a companion guide, which is a workbook. We call it a playbook that has um, seven exercises that families can do at home together um, that will help them level up as a family. So there's a bedtime ritual and it's an exercise. All of these exercises are designed where the family co-creates them together. They sit down, they have a collaborative meaning. meeting. And uh, so there's the family bedtime ritual, the family miracle morning, creating your family values. Uh, There's a star system, which is, it stands for screen time, allowance, uh, responsibilities, and rewards. And in our family, we have the McCarthy stars. And so we sat down and as a family, and we designed a system of How can you earn stars in our family? What are all the things that we want the kids to be doing? And then how can they spend those stars or invest those stars in the things that they want? So if they want to use screen screen time, they have to actually uh, spend their stars on it. And then they can also turn those stars into cash. Um, So it's like our own family currency that we have that we we use and it teaches the kids lots of things like daily accountability because they have to fill out their star chart every day. And it teaches them things like negotiating because they have to constantly negotiate with us if they want to add something uh, into the system. So that's been great. And then I'll finish up real quick here with uh, there's your, your family goals. So we teach how um, uh, each family member should have a couple of individual goals that they're working on. And then the family should set within categories that are important to them. Uh, They should set some family goals that they work on and 
and track and look at. And then it all comes together in the seventh exercise, which is your family meeting. And that's when the family gets together and they go over all of these systems, but they also share gratitude. They talk about their highlight moments for the past week or since their last meeting. Um, And we even go over our kids' uh, financial uh, situations because they invest in stocks and they track their their money. And so we go over that as well. And uh, it just becomes a great time for the whole family to get on the same page and uh, even look at the schedule and the events that are coming in the future so they can kind of create the life that they want to have together as a family. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, how, how old are your kids now? Uh, my kids are 12 and 8. So I've got okay. a 12-year-old little boy and uh, not not so little anymore, actually, growing quickly, and an 8-year-old daughter. Okay. And uh, they, they started doing family meetings and uh, and the exercises that we teach in the workbook. They started doing those uh, when they were 4 years old and 8 years old. So okay. we, we've been doing it for quite a while now. Yeah. So is, is four, you think the, the youngest that someone could start that we could accomplish, you know, a number of these things? No, you know, I, I always, uh, I always fall back on, um, exposure and being around something as early as you possibly can is, is powerful, perhaps even more powerful than waiting to a certain time to where they're ready for it and then bringing it to them. So, um, I would recommend that the parents, start having these meetings and developing these systems uh, even when their kids are super young Um, and just having the kids in the room with them, whether they're adding value or able to add value or or not is sort of irrelevant because they can still get 100% of the benefit of witnessing that uh, a family that is collaborating and giving the children a voice is going to be more effective in their communication. And I think exposure uh, to that it makes it easier to then begin to actually implement it where they can participate meaningfully later on uh, once once yep. they've been exposed to it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, my daughter's about to turn five uh, in two weeks, and I have another daughter that's six months old. So if we start as a family with the five-year-old as the six-month grows and learns, you know, she'll just, she'll probably start to pick up on a few of the little things and then, um, you know, just get into the system. So you you mentioned, you know, over the last five years, since you wrote the book, there's a number of things that you've learned. Can you give us a couple of the highlights, the the big ahas that you just like you had to get in the book? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing was the values. Um, We really went from a very simplified version of our values, which was just like a handful of words, like, adventure, authenticity, um, uh, you know, respect, things like that. And then we went a lot deeper as a family and we searched for challenging moments we had overcome and even looked into our past generations, our grandparents' lives, our parents' lives. And we found stories that really uh, highlighted the values that already existed within our family. And then instead of just having the values, the words, we actually wrote descriptions Mm. for each of the values, which then would become um, uh, more of a guiding principle because 
I think that helps the, the kids and even the adults know what does it look like to live our family values. And so we got really clear on just defining what does it mean to be a McCarthy and how do, how do the McCarthy's behave? How do we act in the world? And then uh, the family meeting is another thing that we implemented since writing the original book where, mm-hmm. you know, we come together and collaborate usually every week, but a lot of times it's every other week. And that's just the place where we we come together and really talk about who's been living the family values and and how can we recognize and celebrate them for that. And I would say the third piece would be uh, goal setting together. So that's something we've learned in the last five years is that, you know, everyone in my family has two big goals they're working on at any given time, a hard goal and a fun goal. And uh, that way, yeah, that way there's something they really want that's enjoyable to them. And then there's also something that they probably also want, but it's a bit more challenging or daunting. And uh, and and then we rally together as a family to support each other on those individual goals. But um, we also uh, set goals as a family. So we we take the GoBundance pillars like health and contribution and bucket list adventures and um, and the, those types of things. And we we build goals as a family underneath each of those pillars um, that we look at on the in the weekly family meeting. And so we track those goals and we work towards those types of things together as a family, which, you know, I think um, the, the powerful part of that is giving the kids the ability to help us to set family goals and a big theme throughout our workbook is that we have to give our children a voice. Um, they're, they're, uh, the new style of leadership um, that I think is needed in the world is a much more collaborative uh, style of leadership where all voices matter. Uh, this applies to a business or any organization, um, but also especially in a family like I think we can sometimes forget that our children are uh, really smart and they're creative and they think differently and they can really add a lot of value to a family. And if they have a say in uh, creating something, if they're able to be a part of the creation of something, um, they they really take ownership of it um, in a way that if they're not allowed to have that voice they don't they don't tend to buy into it quite as much mm-hmm. there's actually a um a quote that i love from benjamin franklin which is tell me and i forget teach me and i may remember involve me and i will learn and i think that's the point of our our playbook is that if you involve your kids um in these meetings they will learn leadership. They will learn collaboration. They will learn conflict resolution. Um, and they'll learn things uh, such as those that just aren't taught in our schools. There are things that most entrepreneurs are excellent at, but we for some reason, we decide to outsource these things to the school systems and the school systems don't actually teach these things. So mm-hmm. where are they supposed to, to learn those things? They need to learn them inside of the home from, especially from powerful leaders. If they have parents that are uh, 
great entrepreneurs, we have to stop using the family as the excuse to be working for the family and be away from the family when we really should be bringing those leadership skills home um, so that we can uh, show the, the kids how the sausage is made, so to speak, right? So that they can actually see leadership in action and we can lead by example. Yep. Yeah, that's some great advice. And, and back to your your goal setting. I mean, I've seen your your family goal sheet you shared through GoAbundance, and it was probably one of the most impressive documents I've, I've ever seen in terms of goals. Can you can you give everyone uh, listening an example of what are what are some of the goals? Like what the the two big the two big ones, a hard one and a fun one. Like what's yours? What's your son's? What's your daughter's? Uh, as an example of like how do you set family goals? What do they look like? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, so um, you know. Well, I'll go to I'll go to my my kids uh, goals because those are those are a little more uh, concrete. Um, I've gotten to a place where in goal setting where I'm a little more esoteric with it. It's a little more intention based, which isn't always the best. But um, for me, I've got a, a, a keen focus, but I'll start with the kids goals. So my daughter's goal is to learn to read. Um, she is dyslexic, so it's a, it's a hard goal for her. Mm. And we actually switched schools recently for her so that she'd have more support around that. Her fun goal is to be able to jump on a horse. So while riding a horse, jump over something. So that's her fun goal. She really loves horses. Uh, my son's goal is to finish, uh, the next level of his schooling, uh, ahead of time. So He's in seventh grade right now, and he wants to finish uh, level seven. He's at an Acton Academy, wants to finish it um, and begin on level eight uh, before the end of the year. So he's he's ahead of the game on his schooling. And then his fun goal right now is to do a backflip on a snowboard. So he's he's been working on that and we've got the proper training and coaches for him to be able to do that safely. Um, and he can already do a front flip, which I, I can't do. So he's, uh, he's progressed, uh, pretty rapidly, uh, with his goals. And then my wife's hard goal was releasing the, the playbook. She did a lot of the writing, uh, for the playbook. And then her fun goal is to have a, a, a monthly girls night out. So those are the, the family goals. And then for me, um, my hard goal is to uh, optimize my my health, and so I've been uh, hiring nutrition uh, experts and getting blood work done and seeing different doctors dial in supplements and getting a trainer and working on my strength. And so my hard goal is really related on to taking my health to the next level, and then my. Uh, my fun goal is actually just to have more fun, um, which means uh, to find the joy in the small things in life and be willing to play with my kids and do things that are fun with them. Um, and it also has to do with me just being in alignment with my spirit and really just saying yes to the things that I want to do and saying no to the things that I really don't want to do. That's great. Yeah, those are great goals. And I think, um, yeah, obviously your, your playbook will, will help someone kind of get their thoughts together, keep them organized. And then, you know, as together as a family, support each other to go out and, and achieve them. So that's, yeah. um, 
that, that's yeah. impressive. Um, so what do you have any tactical advice for business owners, entrepreneurs out there who, you know, want to be more present with their family, but, but have trouble because, you know, their, their work family and all the calls and the emails and, you know, maybe it's a feeling that they need to micromanage and, you know, they go on vacation, but they're still like not as present as, you know, they, they should be to actually enjoy their time. Any, any advice that you've could, could give someone out there who's struggling kind of with those, those two families? Yeah. I mean, what you really have to do is, uh, number one, you have to get your priorities in order. I think you've got to put family first. And I think a lot of people would say family is the most important thing to me. But when you really look at someone's schedule, I think it tells uh, a story about where their priorities really lie. And so I think just like you would schedule uh, time uh, to work on your business or to meet with your, your team, I think you've got to realize your number one team is your family. And so you've got to schedule in those same types of rhythms and traditions and rituals with your family that you would uh, with your teams and with your businesses. And so I think it's about getting it on your calendar and, you know, making the time and, and, and also um, stop telling what, what I would say, and I don't mean to sound harsh, but stop telling the lie that you're doing it for the family. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're going to work all the time and not be with the family. What the family really wants is more of you. And I think we have to get our priorities in that order, schedule it. And then it becomes, uh, what are the, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody needs to take off half of the week to, to be with the family. What it means is they've got to make sure that they have rhythms and traditions built into their calendar that give them the quality time with their family that they deserve. So, you know, spending an hour collaborating as a family once a week when you work at least 40 hours a week is not it's it's not much it's not much time when you really break it down that way you know also if we're working 8 10 hours a day making sure we have a solid hour to eat dinner with our family and you know maybe have some meaningful conversation at the dinner table every day um, you know, those are really important things. And I think also knowing that, you know, we do something, another member of GoBundance, Jim Shields, wrote a book called The Family Board Meeting. And that's a simple system where once a quarter, you your child gets one-on-one time with you and they get to set the agenda for about four hours and you go and do whatever it is that they want to do. And uh, you let them set the agendas and you you uh, pick a date and then anticipation builds and then they get that one-on-one time uh, with just one parent. And uh, my wife and I don't do it quarterly. We have two kids. So uh, one month I'll take my son and my wife will take my daughter and then the next month we switch. So every month we're getting that uh, one-on-one uh, time for four hours And then another easy rhythm that I think for me is fun, I really love it, is that for each of my kids, um, I make sure to get a little one-on-one time with them every week. So whether that's uh, taking them out to to a dinner or for an ice cream or shopping at the mall or to go see a movie, I try to have, 
you know, my son and I will take skateboarding lessons together. So the, that oftentimes is our one-on-one time uh, with the with a skateboarding coach. So I guess it's not totally one-on-one, but it's just he and I learning different skateboarding uh, tricks. Mainly him learning them and me just trying not to fall off my yeah, skateboard. Right. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I think you have to look at it in terms of what is the uh, what are the handful of things that you could be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis that if you did those things would really uh, prioritize family and give them the time that they really need with with their parents, with both parents. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Some of the things I've uh, also heard is in the beginning of the year, you schedule out all your vacations. So you yeah. you put your vacations first and then you put your work around your vacation rather than like most people try to plan a vacation around when they're not working and then it becomes pretty hard. Um, the other thing I've done the last number of weeks is I don't, uh, I don't work on Friday. So I'm home almost every Friday and uh, kind of have that dedicated time, take my daughter to school and, and, and be there you know, with my wife. So I think, yeah, those uh, are great. I think like you said, get the priorities right and then be proactive with it rather than being kind of reactive. Um, and then your, your business will evolve around it. And I think you, you set up the right, get the right people, you set up processes so that it isn't relying all on you and you've got, you know, kind of these systems in place to help leverage your time. So then you have more time to, you know, spend it with the people that you love. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So where, where can people find the book? Uh, Amazon, is that the best place anywhere else? Yeah. Amazon's the best place to get it. There's a, a printed version of the workbook, or you can also get a Kindle version and uh, the Kindle version has a, a website link in there where you can go download the worksheets um, so that you can do the exercises still as a family. And the second edition of the book uh, is also on um, on Amazon. And you they're actually standalone books. So um, if you wanted to just do the playbook and just have those seven exercises to do as a family, you do not have to have read the 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 main book in order to do so. So they're really standalone products that that people can can cool. use. That's great to know. So where can people connect and uh, learn more about uh, you and and what you do? You know, uh, if somebody's interested in uh, you know having me on a podcast or come speak to their uh, a group of entrepreneurs, they can email me direct at Mike McCarthy at me me dot com. Uh, my wife also has a, uh, a blog where we share parenting resources and also um, just other uh, uh, updates and things that we're working on. It's called gratefulparent.com. And so those are really the you know the two best places. I have a website that we're about to redo, but um, it's, it also has some information just about me and some of the work I do. It's uh, gomikemccarthy.com. Okay. Great. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today and, and sharing all your insights. And these sound like some great exercises. I'm looking forward to, to getting the start of my family. Thanks again. And until uh, next time. Yeah. Appreciate being here. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Business with Beers. My goal with every episode is to help inspire you to reach new levels of success in your own business and life. So start taking action today. And in order to help this podcast reach more people, please rate, review, and share. To connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, check out the links in the show notes. And until next time, have a great day.